You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Well, we have all heard of the secret. You all know about that. And we all know why it's important to focus our energy into creating a life filled with all of the things we want. We hear our friends and our coworkers and even people we follow on social media talking about meditation and crystals and lists and goals and mindsets and self-love and how this all helps them get what they want or even helps them find the one. All of these tips are really inspiring, right? But it can also feel very overwhelming if we don't have any direction for how to use all of these like rose quartz that we have sitting on our bedside table while we're remaining single and swiping our lives away on Bumble. Yes, and we all need rules, boundaries, and of course, an action to help us achieve our goals in the world of romance, love, and relationships. Now, would you guys be pumped if we told you that there was a book that tells you exactly how to manifest your love goals? Well, get yourselves all pumped up because today we are excited to have relationship therapist, coach, and host of Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio, Jamie Bronstein, in here on our show today to discuss her new book, Manifesting, a step-by-step guide to attracting the love that's meant for you. In Manifesting, Jamie bridges the gap between the reader and the love they are destined for, focusing more on action. Jamie helps readers take what they learn and apply it to their lives. None of this just learning and trying to figure it out for ourselves business, because experiential learning is how we actually make changes in our lives. Through the affirmations and exercises, the reader comes out of this book equipped with everything they need to manifest right at the top of the year. So get ready, guys. Our relationship expert, Jamie, was recently named the number one relationship coach transforming lives in 2020 by Yahoo Finance. Number one. Wow. I know. For the past 20 years, Jamie has guided people from around the world as they navigate the peaks and the valleys of dating and relationships. Jamie is a highly sought after, and she loves to share her relationship advice on various media outlets like KTLA, ABC, NBC, and CBS News, maybe even some Thrive Global, BuzzFeed, Reader's Digest, The Week, and Positively Positive. I love The Week. Jamie empowers her clients to become aware of the fact that they were born to have love in their lives, not just any love, the right love for them. Jamie is the real deal, everybody. She has a BA in psychology from Boston University, a master's degree from NYU, and a certificate in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica, enabling her to help her clients change their perspective, seeing each challenge in life as an opportunity to evolve as an individual. Jamie's fulfilling her mission of creating a positive impact while changing lives throughout the world. 
Manifesting is available February 7th, but you can pre-order it now. So get ready to learn more about it because you're going to want to tapity tap tap on your keyboard and get that book. Now, if you miss her recent interview with Ryan Seacrest, then you're in luck because we have a date with her right now and you can be the chaperone. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Jamie, I'm, I don't know about the other two, but I'm sure they are too, but I'm so excited to have you here because this is so nice for me because we, we have a lot of guests on this show that are self-proclaimed um, professionals or you know gurus or all, all that other stuff, but you, you're the real deal. <laughs> like I can get behind this because usually it's like people that are like, I did this, now you should too. I found love and here's how I did it. Now this is what you can do too. And a lot of the times I'm like, just because you did it that way doesn't mean it's fucking right or that you should be telling people about it. But you, I'm just going to go over it again. We went over it already, but I'm going to, but you have a BA in psychology from Boston university, a master's degree from New York university, a certificate of spiritual psychology, which I want one from the university of Santa Monica. I mean, this is, and you have 20 years experience. So I'm ecstatic that you are here right now because I'm excited to learn all the good stuff that you have, especially in this book. But before we get into that, we ask all our guests this one question. Are you single, taken, or is it complicated? I am married to my husband, Brian. We've been married for almost nine years. Sorry, it's not more of an exciting answer. No, that's a great answer. Um, We met on Match.com. I highly recommend. I always recommend to my clients. This was before there were apps. I always recommend, you know what? It's better to to just try everything. You never want to look back because my clients are always like, no, I don't want to use the apps, whatever. So anyhow, um, but we met on Match.com. So once again, not that exciting of a story also, but yes. Well, it's exciting for us because we uh, that's like our main point of contention on this show <laughs> is that like Lauren's married. Jen does all the apps and I've never been on an app in my life and refuse to do apps. So kind of like your clients, I'm like, no, I'm not playing that game. And I was actually going to ask you because you've been doing it for so long, how big of an influence apps has had on what you do. But I think you have a perfect audience here to kind of wrangle us in and say, okay, well this works for this and that doesn't work for that. And Rob's right most of the time, which is, I think something you should say. Oh boy. I actually, you know, being somebody like Rob just said, who has used all the apps, I now am in a relationship as a result of matching with somebody on the app, not once, but we matched twice. So we thought, okay, well, let's actually go out now. But I'm curious because, you know, you have your book about manifesting the, you know, person for you, but how do the apps play into that? Because that's really you doing it. You know, are you manipulating the system? Rob always says I have too many like checks and I have to have a PowerPoint of stipulations and things. So how controlling is using an app toward manifesting? Yeah. There's a difference between manifesting and controlling, right? I'm like, that's, it's like the opposite. Absolutely. Here's the thing. When you are manifesting anything, however, we're talking about love, you, you need to take action. You can't just sit at home and expect the guy or the girl to show up at your doorstep. And we all know that. It's cliche. It's true. So part of the steps to manifesting my book and what I talk about with my clients and my on my show and everything is you need to take action. Spirit, universe, God, whatever you want to say, meets you at your point of action. So by going on the apps, by saying yes to that event, by saying yes to the date, these are all actions and it's showing the universe that you actually care. 
And like I was saying before, you never want to look back and feel like you didn't do everything you could to manifest love. Now, this doesn't mean having a laser focus, it has to happen now, that desperation energy is not good. However, going on an app, it just can't hurt. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes sense because if you are even talking about manifesting and maybe, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is about like intention and where you're putting your energy and your focus. Now, obviously there's balance within all of that too, but if you are trying to like, tell the universe or God or whatever you're using that you want this thing, but you're not like putting yourself in positions to get these things, whether that be an app or go to a party that a friend's inviting you to or a dinner or putting yourself out of your comfort zone or just putting yourself out there in general, then you're saying you're saying that you want something, but you're not telling the universe or God that that's what you want by your actions. So they have to match. It's like in a relationship, it's showing over telling. You know, one person could say that they'll do anything for the other person. They'll say they're going to show up and then they're unreliable and and they're not, you can't trust them. So it's showing, showing the universe versus just saying you're going to do it, but you actually show the universe. You show your significant other. But can't you, can't you, like, isn't, isn't it science to be like, you know, isn't it physics to be like the more you push against something, the more resistance you're going to get back. So like, it's like, the you know is a law of physics, right? So like if you're out there and you're doing so much all the time, I know people that go on dates like 10 times a week and it's like, they're, they're just, they're overthinking it and they're overputting an emphasis on it. And then they're going out too much. And there, there's a lot of points of action out there. So they're probably thinking God's going to meet them at all those points of action. So it's like, it, you can do too much like of that stuff, right? Because that's just a general rule with manifestation, right? It's like, if you put too much, what is it? Abraham Hicks says, you got to do, do it and then let it go. Mm -hmm. Right. You just got to like, let it go. And then just, you know, so it's like, what if I just sign up for the app, put my profile on there and then put it down. Oh, that's that's not a good energy to put out there, but let me, let me explain what you were talking about. Getting back to the desperation energy. Yeah. Somebody who all they do is go on dates. They have no life of joy in their own life besides for dating. And that's all they focus on. And they've don't talk to their friends or family anymore. And they're just laser focused on it has to happen. That is not healthy. That's a desperation energy. It's a tight grip. And you're right. The universe does not like that. So the word that I use that you just said, let go or whatever you said is I like to say, yes, you set your intention and you do as much as you can. And then you surrender. You say, Jesus, take the wheel, whatever you say, you got this. I'm going to do as much as I can, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to make myself crazy. Mm. Easier said than done, especially if you're on those apps and it's easy to sit there on the couch and then start swiping through things. And then before you know it, you're DMing with like six different people, right? Yes. It can get very overwhelming. So I just, I recommend using words like trust. I use that a lot with my clients and I just, I'm, I'm very intuitive. So I, I receive messages with my, in my client Ooh. sessions and sometimes I'll receive a message. This is the affirmation that this client should be saying. It's so for instance, yesterday I was working with this client and I said, you, you're, you should tattoo this on you almost that everything's going to be okay. And I trust it was those two huge messages that, that are the answer to really what she's personally going through. Mm, we love a good intuitive. Yeah. So wait, okay. Given that Rob is single, 
Um, if something comes to you, she's like, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, please feel free to interrupt us and give him any mantra you need him to get tattooed on him. He loves a good tattoo. I got a lot of tattoos. I do have to say, I did just get a J name. Specifically, the name was Judy, but it's not going to be Judy because Judy's like not our generation. Yeah, because because I don't live in 1960. But just look out for some J names, okay? Well, you're Jamie. But it has nothing to do with me. I know. And I'm married. (laughs) You are cute. Oh, thank you. You never know. What if you like meet some hot girl named Judy and her freaking. It was like a family name that had to be passed on. She's like, oh, I have this name my whole life. I mean, well, then I will tell everybody I know, and which we're doing now anyway. But I will make it my my God's mission to throw everybody at Jamie <laughs> and yeah. be like, you need to go see this person. She solved my love life in fifteen minutes, and literally fifteen right. minutes, and just give me the name. I do. I do have to say, um, a client of mine. I I did get the name, the male name, Skylar, for my client who's a female who's looking for a man. And sure enough, she she's like, you're not going to believe this, but I met a Skylar. And they dated for like a year and a half. It's very oh. random. So, But Judy could be like your Aunt Judy who fixes you up. I do have an Aunt Judy and she lives in Georgia. And that's, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But what? <laughs> so you knew Georgia also. But yeah, it, but maybe, maybe she dated Skylar because you told her she was going to meet somebody named who Skylar. Who meets a guy named Skylar? I know one yeah, Skylar, he's a baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's very random and very specific. Okay, so so you are married and you obviously, you just said you found your husband on Match, which was like before the dating app. So like it was a while ago. And like, I'm sure some of the hurdles that you may have experienced in the dating world might have been like specific to that time. But like, do you find that there's like one hurdle that you went through in your journey to finding the one that really sticks out to you and that maybe could even translate to today or like advice that you give your clients over and over again about this like one thing that keeps coming up that people have the same problem over and over again? Absolutely. And it's it's literally my favorite topic to talk about when it comes to love relationships, manifesting love, everything. And it's intuition once again. But let me explain why specifically. So very simply, our intuition is, is our connection with ourselves. It's our truth. And for me, years ago when I was in the dating world, so, and I had met my husband in 2011, so this was pre-apps, I, I was on a dating journey. I was the kissing bandit. I think there's not a guy I did not date. I definitely had the desperation energy. It wasn't good. I didn't have my tools at that time. But then I did went on my journey. I surrendered, met my husband about, I don't know, a few months later. So the thing is, as I was dating, I was just I was just not trusting myself. I would give the guy two to five more dates than was necessary. I'd stay in a relationship with a guy way too long because my parents, he was a very schmoozy guy and on paper he was wonderful, but he was kind of, he drank too much and maybe wasn't fun to be with, etc. So mm-hmm. learning to be in my own integrity and to even strengthen my intuition and my connection with myself has been the greatest gift I've given myself and the greatest gift that I help my clients to cultivate as well. There's something to be said about that because like when you like, and we just had a whole pod, our last podcast that we just did last week 
um, was about, you know, <laughs> I'm a reality TV show whore, right? So I watch everything. And we are all watching this show called Love Without Borders on Bravo right now. And it's about a matchmaker setting people up with people in other countries. And they leave their whole life behind and go go do this. So we had a whole conversation about like chemical versus, what was it? Chemical versus- um, A chemical like- um, Attraction. Like a lost. Lost in you well, it's, it's, it's more of like you have that like love at first sight versus somebody setting you up. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's more of like, oh, is it mathematical or is it chemical? Right. Is it like, can somebody actually find an equation for you and somebody else that works? And having like that kind of intuition is what I'm talking about. Like, no, like you could text and, and, and DM and, and app somebody all the time. There's a girl I'm DMing right now who I'm like, I, I, I lo- like, I like our interaction. You know what I mean? And I, it's different than all the other interactions. And there's something, even her though I'm not next to her all Judy. the time, there's something, there's something on the other side. What'd you say? Her I name's not Judy. Her name is Judy. But I'll her call her Judy. Her name is Judy. Her cat's name is Judy. Someone's cat- Judy. Just start calling her Judy. <laughs> Aunt Judy's, Judy's going to fix you up. Just like She'll Aunt be like, Judy. Judy? Are Aunt you Judy's not very happy with me. Get right? Aunt Judy on the phone. Okay, <laughs> so... so- Anyway, my point is, is that this integrity, this intuition, to me, that's chemical. So to me, it's like, I've met this person in, in, in person, in like real life. And then we, and then we had this DM thing going on, but I met her for, I met her for 30 minutes one day in another city. And we've had this. And then you've been DMing since then. Yes. Okay. I'm happy you said that you met her in person because I always say, spend as little, the amount, the littlest amount of time possible corresponding on the phone, texting before you actually meet the person, because all that matters is when you are actually there together, you feel each other's energy or chemistry, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Because that, because you could have, you could talk on the phone for five hours with anybody really. You know, I, my clients so many times they say, oh my God, it's amazing. And we talked for so long. And I, I said, that's wonderful. Mazel tov. Great. You had a long conversation, but now you know, let, let's meet, let's meet him or let's meet, you know, as soon as possible. So you met this young lady mm-hmm. and are you going to see her again? I, I don't, she lives in another city. But so you can't I, see her? I mean, I could, but like, I, it's going to take some time and, and like, do, and I'll probably go back to visit my friend whose city I was in and then see if she wants to meet up. But I don't know. It's, it's still very, very recent. But my point is, is that I met her and then there was something that kept us talking. So, and, and to me, that is the uh, integrity and the intuition, the intuitions there that like, this is something I should keep doing. Right. And that is the whole chemical thing that I'm talking about, which you can't get in just the apps. Like you just said. Nope. It's all about that in person, but this is also why we we're not aligned with everybody. This is why there are things called soulmates, which some of you guys might believe in some of you not. However, this is why love is so cool. Because there really is a lid to every pot. It's two imperfect people that are perfect for each other. I say we say that lid. We, we say that lid to every pot. You all say the time. that actually. I say that. You nailed him and his saying. He loves that saying. So I love that saying. Are you, a lid to every pot. Bob, are you the lid or are you the pot? I'm probably a pot. I'm probably <laughs> a pot. Yeah. You, you can't cook. You, you can't really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cooking, but I need some. I need to control the steam. I need somebody to control that steam. I like that. boiling. We'll find you a pot. Her name's Judy. Just okay. that. Okay, so there. Wait, wait. Are- I want to know what Jen thinks about all this because Jen is very the other way. 
like Jen, Jen is very app centric. She was before she met her guy, but I, I keep saying that I feel like that somebody had to fit into Jen's schedule has have had to fit into Jen's way of life in order for them to be conducive to her. And then that's what she falls in love with. It's not necessarily, I'm sure it's him also. He seems like a great guy. Haven't met him, but he seems like a great guy. And, uh, but if he didn't have, if he fell out of space in one of those things, I don't think he'd be around anymore. Well, he's not a perfect um, specimen. He's as perfect for me as a person could be, I would say, because he does fit within all of my kooky, crazy things that I was looking for and the 38 years of life that I've created and systems and routines and preferences. So it works out because we like a lot of the same stuff. So it was easy to get to know each other quickly um, and open up because also he's older and looking for love and I was older and looking for love. And so I think we met at the right time. It happened to be the app, but it took twice on the app for us to actually go out and him to be in a better spot, like mentally and emotionally past a relationship to be open to a new one. And then from there, it was kind of easy other than the one rough patch we had. But I think that was also part of getting to know each other. But I think on the app, I didn't really know that he was all these things. So it took having some attraction to him, being drawn to his profile, what he was showing. And then we got on the phone and talked and had enough to say to each other with a banter that like then propelled us to go on a date. And on the date, we did talk for a really long time in person and it was very fun and comfortable. And then like we hugged and had a connection and then hung out again and again. But anyway, I think the app was the vehicle. I was attracted to the life he put out there. He was in pictures sailing and with friends and traveling and stuff. And that is who he is today. But now I know he also has all these other things that I really like, like sending me calendar invites for like date night. That's really romantic. Did he already send you on for Valentine's Day? Obviously. <laughs> is it a surprise? Uh, I mean, I would assume there's some sort of eating. I don't think that- <laughs> No, I mean, we're actually going. <laughs> no, I think we're probably going to go to our new living room and our new home. Um, yeah, they're moving in because that was on her agenda. Ooh. Yes, right on schedule, in oh, fact. Wow. Well, that's very exciting. Thank you. But I think, okay, to your point about like manifesting- was I don't feel I came from an act of desperation to find someone. I was just really like I wanted to. So I would prioritize dating. I'd prioritize the apps, but I also did all my other life stuff that I would normally do. I also wouldn't give people more of a chance really, I would say, than they needed. Um, and I would cut it pretty quickly if I felt it wasn't a good fit for one reason or another. But I just kept trying and I felt like every time I would stop or take a break from the app that I was telling the universe, I don't really want this. So I would do it again. And I'm like, you know what, maybe I just need to temper it and do less of it. So it doesn't feel like a job or the come down from a bad date wasn't so terrible each time because I was spreading them out more. But I feel that I manifested this person by way of trying and trying again and really being hopeful that that vehicle was going to work for me. And if it wasn't, I was like, at least the universe knows I'm trying and I'm out there. I told people, I'm like, set me up. I don't care. Arrange my marriage. Get Rob, put me on a reality show, whatever you want. I'll go to anything at this point. So I don't know if that was manifestation or just screaming and he finally heard me, but now he's here. So. Well, the cool thing about soulmates is that you guys that soulmates are looking for each other 
And that takes the weight off of my client's shoulders when I tell them that. When I say, well, your person is looking for you also. Because people put so much pressure on themselves. And like I said, it's like, don't make yourself crazy. Do whatever you can. But just know that that they're looking for you also. And it really is about divine timing. Like you said, maybe the first time around was not the right time. But it literally happened. I believe that things could not have happened any other way in our past. Things are going to continue not to be able to happen any other way. Everything, this is what I believe, that everything is really all planned out. And that's why control is an illusion. You know, we we have control over what we put in our mouth, what we say. However, there's, and even the, in quotes, bad things in life that happen for us, they do happen for us, not to us. It's so we can learn and grow and evolve. Now, can you manifest something that is not good for you? Like, does it work conversely? Yes. And I love that you brought that up because what I teach is that our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. So if we're walking around with negative narratives, such as I'm unworthy of love, I can't trust, whatever that is, that is your story. The universe will bring you that which just validates that. So that's why it's important to be walking around unconditionally loving yourself not in a cocky way, just loving yourself as you are, knowing who you are, and knowing what the truth is. I am worthy of love. I can trust. I do trust. So that the universe will bring you, this is what my book is about, the the right match. Your authentic to your authentic self, not the self that's showing up from a fear-based place. Yeah. And the, okay, so that is definitely one of the main points of your book. And so we're going to get into that. It, again, you guys, it's manifesting a step-by-step guide to attracting the love that is meant for you. So just like a broad question, I mean, what inspired you? We live in a world where like every literal corner you turn, it's like help finding love, like watch The Bachelor. Like, I mean, we are surrounded by romantic comedies and Disney movies and like everything, the hallmark, everything is all about like finding love. And like, you feel like you're a failure if you don't like what? inspired you to write a book about this subject that everybody already talks about and what sort of sets it apart from just the other books that people read or the other advice that people get about finding love? So the reason why I knew that I needed to write this book is because the content in it is life-changing content that is different. I believe that the greatest gift that my book will give you besides for learning about your intuition is that what I promise is that it helps you find the missing piece. What is missing between you and the love that is waiting for you? And there are various things that I talk about in the book. I talk about some dating personas like the chameleon, the fault finder, etc. But overall, it's a lot of the common ones are someone doing the same thing over and over and not making any changes, for instance, not owning up, um, even though they're the common denominator. Others are unresolved issues. I talk a lot and I was just kind of talking about that, like these negative narratives and then not being connected to your intuition. That's another one. So the book helps you. It's like globally, there are things that everybody can relate to. And then there are certain things that you'll say, okay, well, I definitely have experienced these four dating personas, maybe not these three, but there is the book gives you the answer to what has been in between you and the love that's waiting for you. 
And that's awesome because I think, because like I do read a lot of manifestation books and I got my manifestation journal and I have all that stuff and I meditate and all that other, you know, good stuff. But a lot of these books do other books that don't have your background. Um, do, do more of like, if you believe in it, it'll come. It's, it's all very general. You know what I mean? It's all, it's not like here's step one, two, three, four, and five, six, seven to do. It's more like if you, you know, have the feeling of love, then it'll come to you. And if you can picture this, then you'll walk into it and all very like you, it, it can't be unproven pretty much, you know, because it's like, all right, well this, yeah, if you do that, that's one of the things, but like you obviously have a lot of other stuff to do. So that's pr- going to be very, very helpful for yeah, the, but you have seven. seven steps to manifest. So can you walk us through what those are? Obviously, you know, you go into them further in the book into how to do them, but what yeah, you don't are give them all away. You don't, don't give them, them all away. away. I'll, I'll definitely give you a few. And also another thing, another reason why, let's say if I were the reader of this book, and that's really, that's a good book when you, like, this is the book I wish I had, put it that way, before I had to learn on my own how to manifest. Um But one aspect of my book that I think is a plus is that it's experiential. So in every chapter, there's an exercise. There's an Mm. affirmation and there's an exercise. Love that. So you're actually doing something and I call them spiritual experiments. And and so you're actually doing things to actually manifest. You're not just thinking it. And that is something I talk about in my book. It's not just the other books like just think it and it's going to happen. It's dropping from your head, which is thinking, into your heart. So it's thinking and then shifting into knowing. There's a huge difference to knowing and seeing it. They're like little experiments probably that like show you that if you're putting your energy or your thoughts or your focus or whatever towards something that you're going to see a result probably. And then that makes it feel like more digestible and manageable than just hearing like that so-and-so did A, B, and C. And then there's a, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, like there's a crystal or there's a meditation or there's a, it's too much. Like, yes, it probably all works, but can you show me how to do, can you tell me what to do and let me like copy this thing so I can practice? That's what is great about this. And also the feedback that I've been getting just from the early readers is that I explain things in an understandable way. I take spiritual concepts and I make them just really relatable, digestible, easy. It's a recipe. You 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 yeah. take you you're like a Hello Fresh for love. Exactly. Yeah, the ingredients like, are already cut for you, which makes yeah. It easy. It's like I get it in the box, and then I and then it's I can even do it. I could even cook a filet you mignon with. Yeah, might beans. even be able to find love, Rob. So, what are some of the steps that? Because again, manifesting is like one of those you know, catch or phrases that people use. Just go manifest. Okay, I'll go do that. Yeah. What does that mean? There's so there's so much in, in the book and so many intric- intricacies and nuances and little nuggets of wisdom and, and gifts here and there. Um, like all these things just came into my consciousness. Like I talk in depth about forgiveness and, and why it's so important to forgive ourselves and to forgive other people in our life. Those are things that you don't think about. So anyhow, the first step, which I talked about before, was that you really do need to unconditionally love yourself. And the reason why is because of the whole, our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. And I take you through exercises. I take you through why it's important. I help people to connect with the little one inside. Because a lot of of times, this is another missing piece that some people might 
that might be their missing piece is that actually most people, I think people are really disconnected with that, their authentic self, that little one inside that is just innocent and sweet and not jaded by life or relationships. And so I help people to connect with themselves again through inner child work. Um, There is, this is not necessarily in order, but there is visualizing. So the reason why visualizing is so important is because our brains don't know the difference of if something's actually happening or not. So for instance, if you're stuck in the past, which I, you can't be, you cannot do if you're manifesting and you're depressed because the past is depressed, the future is fear. If you're in depressed mode and you're still in the past, the universe cannot physically bring you your future. So you need to be present. And by visualizing living as if, it just helps with this recipe, with this equation. It just helps living as if. So for instance, in this chapter, I talk about undo, Rob, this is for you undo both sides of your bed at night. And when I said this once, somebody thought I meant the feet. They're like, why would I don't understand? When you get in your bed, you undo both sides where the head goes. <laughs> because that's saying to the universe, I'm not closed for business. I mean, this it's not just, a, it's not even, it's actually, I mean, it is a sexual thing, I guess. But, or when you have dinner, if you're having dinner, Rob, instead of having dinner on the couch, I have no idea. I just met you, but instead of having dinner on the couch watching TV, you can still watch mm-hmm. TV. Sit at your table and do a okay. You're, not, you're a guy. I don't know if you have a place setting, but put a plate <laughs> out. Put a plate out for this lady that's going to come into your life for a plate out. Okay. okay, I was going to say that so far I've I've started opening the other side of my bed for some weird reason, and sleep. I still sleep on one side because that's my side for whoever comes, and then yeah. Uh, I set up a whole nother area that they could plug in their phone and stuff on that side in case they come. Okay, good. And then, and I sit at the table now, and I have placemats, but I haven't done the I haven't done the 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 set up place for somebody else yet. I haven't done that. But you also need to. So there are these physical things you can do, but also now this is the mindset, and I call it the heart set, which is Ooh. what is it going to feel like? What Ooh. is it going to feel like when this person's in my life? And the way that you get there is you connect with a time in your life that you did feel that unconditional love, even if it was from a family member. So you are walking around and you're living as if you're feeling loved and you're giving that love instead of the low vibrational feelings, which are depression, lack, scarcity. You're in joy, love. And these things effing work. You can real curse. stuff. I'm like, eh. yeah, it's real. No, I, I was wondering what of this, which one of the steps jumps out at you was the one that you think people have the hardest time, like grasping, um, accomplishing, if you will. I don't know what the right word is based on what the step is, but what's the one that's the most difficult for people? I would say it's, it's the negative narratives and the limiting beliefs that people have. People have limiting beliefs that all the good guys are gone or I'm too old or I miss my, the ship has passed or, um, sorry, I'm just laughing because Jen, Jen's, Jen's having a sneeze yeah, attack. Sneezing, but she's muted. Okay. So it's, and I always say it's kind of like going to AA or any type of 
any anonymous, you have to start, you have to admit there's a problem. So you have to start becoming aware of the problem in your mind, which are, is the constant negativity, negative thoughts that are constantly going on in your mind. So it's becoming conscious and aware of those thoughts so you can shift. You can shift mm-hmm. them. And one way that I recommend doing that is you identify what is the misbelief. So we'll go back to I'm unworthy of love. So I forgive – and you can do this or you don't have to do this. I do this with my clients. You close your eyes, put your hand on your heart. I forgive myself for buying into the misbelief that I'm unworthy of love. And then you ask yourself or I would ask my client – what is the truth? You take a moment, you feel inside, look inside, and then they it just sometimes they cry or, you know, of course I'm worthy of love. You, you get to the truth. So, and you can do that with anything and everything. Whatever someone's limiting belief or negative narrative is, it's becoming aware and then doing something about it. You're in line in Starbucks and you start thinking of something negative. You don't have to stand there with your hand on your heart and your eyes closed. Crying. But you just say, <laughs> you you in the moment say, oh, I caught that one. Okay, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. Maybe think it. But and what if you're so conditioned that like you don't, <laughs> like you wait for, do you, is it good to pretend like the other way? You know what I mean? Kind of just with, when you have those negative beliefs that obviously they're your beliefs, they're in your head, you have them. Like, is it better to be, to just, even if you feel like you're lying to yourself, say the opposite of whatever it is that you're thinking? I'm glad that you brought that up because I do say it's like faking it till you make it. Yes. That's living as if sometimes, you know? So yes, even if you're not there quite yet, you start feeling, what would it feel like to be totally confident? What would it feel like to have, to not be fearless, but just to be more ballsy, you know, to have more courage. So yeah, fake it till you make it is a real thing. But does this then kind of spill into some of those dating personas that you briefly touched on? And what are those? Because I think everyone nowadays loves to see a meme where you can relate to something and then you send it to all your friends. You're like, oh, caught me, you know, like I'm that thing. Um, Or you're calling people out or whatever the case may be. But like, what are those personas? How do you even end up with that persona in the first place. So I'll give you just a few ones again. I don't want to give too much away, but I'd say a very common persona is the chameleon. That person that just changes for every new person that they're dating, but they do that. And it's a fear-based persona because they're worried that that person will leave or end the relationship if they don't do something or act a certain way or wear something. Very common. And in my book, I tell a story of a client of mine. I tell my own chameleon story from a long time ago, which I'll tell you briefly about now. And there's obviously an exercise and there's a spiritual concept and tool and teaching. Um, But my short story is I was dating this guy in LA years ago who was obsessed with scuba diving and never had a plan to do it ever. But I, I paid to get certified and I mm. went like every Saturday for like four weeks or something. And then I went scuba diving and I'll never go again. But I just wanted to spend more time with him. So that's my chameleon story. So there's the chameleon. And then there's one is the fault finder. This is somebody who who is self-sabotaging, let's say, just will find any reason for a relationship not to work because if it actually did, they might get hurt. Mm-hmm. So they, and Jen, I know you were saying before that 
you would end things really fast, but it sounds like you were in touch with your intuition. So that wasn't you. But it's very common for people to to do this. I know somebody yeah. that does that. It's very, very transparent in my eyes. But yeah, like definitely this person is a fault finder. It's like it, when you're set when you said that, I'm like, yep, like it, it's gonna it's gonna probably ring bells for people when you read this book and you read like a persona, you're gonna be like, either that's me or I know somebody like that. And it kind of helps you identify like um, different little quirks that people do that would like maybe help you see a red flag in someone that you're dating. You're like, oh my God, that person's a fault finder or mm-hmm. whatever. But also what I offer in the book is like Rob, you were saying, there are so many books that will help you identify something and then you're just kind of left there. Like, great. So what do I do with this? And there are a lot of, I have to say there are a lot of therapists and coaches out there that I think old school therapy is kind of like that. Yeah. They do that same thing. Okay. So you have this unresolved issue. Bye-bye. Good luck with life. But what I, I mean, what I do, because I I feel like I'm an authentic, genuine therapist coach, I actually then help people to heal and resolve that issue and move on with their life. Well, I think that this book sounds like it's going to do a lot of good and it's coming out right before Valentine's Day, which for all those folks that are maybe sad over Valentine's Day turn that frown upside down and get this book so you can actually start manifesting something good for you instead of dwelling on probably what you don't have. Um, Do you think that people who are in relationships or starting to date um, should also read this or is it for strictly singles? And can, and if, if you're a man, can you buy it? Because it's called manifesting. If you're a straight, if you're a straight man. Absolutely. (laughs) And I was just having this discussion with, a colleague of mine who is a heterosexual man the other day, and he was just going, he was saying, oh my God, absolutely. Because A, men, if they read this book, it's kind of like all those books for girls that are like um, Steve Harvey, I don't know how to think like a guy or whatever. This can get a man, if you ever want to really understand a woman and like understand what we go through, read this book. Also, it helps, yeah, it helps you have compassion for the women in your life or that you shall meet in the future. Um, But in general, I've been saying this in my newsletters and stuff. This book you can use, all the concepts you can use, you can manifest a new career. You can manifest a a house. I mean, whatever you want to manifest, you can apply every concept, every concept in this book to whatever you want to manifest. Yeah, it's transferable to, it's something, it's a skill that's transferable to like any Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it because as an actor, I get rejected all the time. My entire life is, you know, 98% no's, you know, to those 2% yeses, which has made me not confident in putting myself out there in normal life anyway. Like that's, I told a friend on, on her podcast recently that, you know, I don't do the dating apps because I don't even know how to promote myself at this point. Like, I don't, I don't know how to make myself worthy of somebody wanting to even come and and look at it. So that's something that like, like you said, it can transfer to career that if I look at this, the book, even as a career, then maybe that'll help in that aspect. And then it'll transfer over into the dating aspect or vice versa. But also I want you to read this book also because it can help you woman a fast because it sounds like there's some, and I'm happy to, I mean, just obviously complimentary just for fun talk to you sometime. Can we set up a a time to talk? Because I want to help you 
change these negative narratives that you might have. You're adorable. I mean, I just met you, but you have you have so much to offer. Great personality. And so it, it's always surprising to me when I hear anybody that has all these things say they don't know what they have to offer and they don't know how to sell themselves. You kind of are reminding me a little bit of my younger brother who's still single, who's like an angelic man, successful, handsome. I mean, any anything that any girl would want and just got to work on the confidence sometimes. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm definitely buying the book. I'm definitely on board for the book. I love, I love, and like I said, I was excited to have you on because of, you know, the solid background and that you just seem, everything seems right up the alley for what I need right now. So I'm definitely buying the book, but I, I'll take you up on that complimentary session. <laughs> Please, let's, let, no joke. Like, let's, let's set this up. You definitely yeah. should, Rob. Everybody could always use a little advice here and there, especially from an amazing expert like Jamie. And Jamie, for everybody else that you can't give like a personal one-on-one, for everyone in this world who isn't lucky enough to have a personal complimentary one-on-one like Rob, tell everyone where they can get the next best thing and where they can find your book and buy it and read it. Yeah. And your podcast. Yeah. So, well, all information is on my website, which is therelationshipexpert.com. You And my show is called Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio. Um, you can find my book. It's being distributed by Simon Schuster. It'll be on that website. It's on Amazon. It's on something called BIM, Indie Books, Barnes & Noble. It's everywhere where books are sold. Um, what I've heard from the publisher is that most of books will be sold through Amazon. That's where most people buy books. Um, and my Instagram, I'm, I'm doing lots of posts about it. It's at the relationship expert, but there's no E at the beginning of expert, just the relationship letter X P E R T. And I am offering, I'm going to send you guys the link, a uh, free, it's a PDF, seven days of manifesting love. So if anybody wants to sign up for that, um, just to receive that. And I do, even if you're not in LA, I work with clients all around the country and the world on Zoom. So all my information is on my website. If you want to set up a session or if you want to just do go on and Rob's session with him, do like a session. <laughs> or if your name Zoom. is Judy and you really want James to set you up with Rob, oh please God. get in touch. And for everybody else, obviously, please keep tuning into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend, especially if her name is Judy. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. Where can everyone find you guys? Uh, you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Jamie, so much. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.